Hey there, everyone out there in Radioland. Uh, welcome back to the Out of Focus podcast. This is Eric, and if I was a flavor of ice cream, I'd be vanilla. And I'm joined by my good friend Nick. And if he was a flavor of ice cream, I'll let you pick. Uh, orphan's tears, debilitating debt, or a crippling addiction. Crippling addiction, absolutely. Crippling addiction. To what? Uh, Sadness. Oh, cool. <laughs> Me too, but that's you know, already my current life. So, uh, speaking of it, we're starting off hot with, uh, sirens here back, back in the city. Beautiful. Right when we, right when we hit record, here comes the fucking brigade. You hear that? New York, New York. Yeah. Oh, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. They're coming. Oh, now I can hear it. Yeah. Jesus. Did you finally kill somebody? I'm about to. Speaking of which, okay. Yep. Whoa! We're gonna start Whoa. off with a little bit of, little bit of rage, anger right out the gate. Lay it on me. And tell I'm me. just gonna say this up front: Uber Eats, you can go and fuck yourself, die in a fucking fire. Everyone can burn. I don't give a shit. All of you. And when they use this, this episode, in the arson case, <laughs> I'm so pissed at them. Oh my. god. God, it really... Oh, man, I haven't been this mad in a long time. What the hell happened? Did they, like, kill your mother? What? Tell me. Basically, same. Same thing. Whoa. Um, Jesus. So, there was uh, an evening this past week where um, my wife was uh, out of town. So, um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to... I'm going to order me a nice pizza, have it delivered over here, and uh, then I'll be good. I'm good for the night, and hell, even the next day, right? Meal planning. Right. There it is, right, right. there. Doing my meal prep. Um, and then, as, uh, so, you know, I get on Uber Eats, I find the pizza joint we like nearby, order myself a pizza, get some nice garlic knots on the side. All right, here we go. And uh, it's like, I know this is going to take a little while. I'm going to pop into a video game and start playing. Uh, Well, then uh, they do the whole orders ready, being picked up. Cool. And then I look at it. And first of all, this motherfucker is on a bicycle. Uh Uh-oh. And he's coming miles. Like, this is going to be, they're like, on bike, this is going to be about 25 minutes. Oh my god, it would have taken somebody four minutes to drive that far. Um, So already he's like, well, I'm preparing for my cold pizza to arrive. But okay, fine, whatever. So I'm in the middle of a game, and uh, then the phone rings twice one time and hangs up. And it's a number I don't know. So I'm assuming, okay, that's that's the delivery bike messenger guy. Um... So I answer it the third time, and he goes, hey, I'm here. Which, by the way, I want to say, I, you can select pick up at the front of your building or deliver to your door. I chose right. deliver to your door. He's like, I'm here out front. And I go, uh, okay. He's Bring like, up, bitch. yeah, come and, uh, you got to come and get it. I'm like, oh, f- fuck. Okay, fine. Um, a little annoyed. Not a big deal. Not a huge sure. deal, but enough to be like, why, why the fuck do I pay for the... Because it costs extra. Oh, yeah, fuck like, that. I'd be yeah. like, I'm not paying that extra. Sorry. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, put on my shoes and socks and I go wandering out and I'm just, I'm in gym shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, and it is like nine o'clock at night and it's a relatively cold evening. First of all, I go down, the doorman is there and I'm like, oh, is somebody here for me? And he goes, no. And so I walk outside the front door. I'm looking around. Nobody's there. And in front of my apartment building. So I'm just looking around. Oh my God. Okay, what's going on? I'm standing there for a minute. I see other like Uber drivers and some other delivery people come, come by. Another one even comes in and he goes, oh, is this for you? Different name. No? Okay. So <laughs> like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? So oh, like, okay, well, I'll give him a call. I give him a call. Hangs up instantly. Like, okay. So I try it again. I call and a different voice answers because you don't get the phone number. You get the direct dial through Uber, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, so a different voice picks up and goes, who's this? And I say, aren't you delivering a pizza for me? And he goes, oh, someone else is using my account. Hang on and hangs up. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay. And I open up my app again and it says... Uh, your driver has attempted to contact you, and it has been eight minutes. Your uh, delivery is in risk of being canceled. I'm like, oh, oh my god! Okay, so I try calling the guy back again. No answer. He's just ignoring my calls now. And then it goes, your your delivery attempt has been canceled for failed uh, to respond to your driver. I'm like. What? what the fuck? What? what? And then it goes your your fee for you know the pizza and all of that stuff, which was uh, just shy of thirty bucks, uh, will not be refunded. Whoa! I'm like what? Hold the fucking Whoa. front door. So you know you get on Uber support chat. Like the guy didn't answer, and when he does, it's somebody else. It's an imposter. Like you, he's sharing his account, which is against their oh their terms anyway. Right. right, right. So I'm, I'm, and they just go, nope, sorry, you didn't respond to the thing. So I take a screenshot of where we spoke on the phone, like in my call right. records. I'm like, look, we talked. I answered. He wasn't there. And when you click call back, it goes to somebody else. And we're like, oh, we're sorry that your your driver didn't look like the picture. We we're going to investigate this, but it's still your your money won't be refunded. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you right in the face. R- fuck you in did the you, face forever. I hope you all die. Hold on. Did you pay with a credit card? Yes. Put a fucking stop payment on that motherfucker. Oh. Reverse the charges right now because fuck that. Oh, yeah. I haven't paid my And that my puts billion. the ball in their court because Visa will go after them or whoever your credit card company is. And Capital they'll have one. to like own up to them. Yeah. So fuck, fuck Uber Eats. Do that. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't think of doing it. What's it called? A chargeback? Yeah, anytime you do any internet related purchases or whatever, use a, a credit card because... Visa will hunt them down and you'll you'll be fine. So fuck them. Oh, I'm going to do that because number one, deleted all my Uber related apps. I've never been <laughs> like that kind of person. But after that is like th- 30 bucks. Are you fucking 30 kidding bucks me? Is 30 bucks, dude. Yeah. For someone being a cunt. That's right. I said it. Being it a cunt. He said uh, that I 
I also get dinged 30 bucks, then also have to find some other source of sustenance. Yeah. So you're pissed, you're hungry, and they stole 30 bucks. And what a, what a night. I was marked AFK in my game that I left to go pick <gasps> up my pizza. So The quadruple win. God damn it. Full of uh, rage. But that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to take your idea. So uh, now I'm going to take a if big If you're listening, old- Uber Eats CEO, um, fix your stuff. Okay. Fix your asshole, asshole. <laughs> that sounds like an episode title. <laughs> Fix your asshole, asshole. Write it yeah, down. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna write it down right now. Um, so you'll just hear me scribbling away. Uh, but besides that, uh, I forgot your wife was uh, out of the nest for the week. How'd it go? Well, obviously, I really took care of myself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pizza, what else do you need? That's it, that's it. How about you? How, how, how have you been? What's been going on? Uh, man, I've been kind of a media whore lately. Um, I watched Captain Marvel recently. That was cool. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it yet. How, how yeah. was it? It was a fun watch. I, I know a lot of people were like shitting on it or whatever, but I, I genuinely had fun. Uh, a lot of people were like, it's a lower tier Marvel movie. Well, yeah, it's no fucking Infinity War. But yeah, it was fun. I had fun watching it. It wasn't bad. It was a good watch. Better than Aquaman. I saw that recently, too. I haven't seen so, that either. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch because one, I was drinking and two, I was like riffing over the entire thing. It was like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but just for me and my friends. It wasn't. I wasn't actually invested in Aquaman, except okay. Jason Momoa's pecs, because oh. why not? Yeah, I'd be invested in those any day. Yeah, it's like the redeeming quality of the movie was that sexy man shirtless all the time. Um, but besides that, it wasn't great. It was fun to make fun of. It was so bad it was good, you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. I've, I've heard similar reports yeah. for that movie. And then, uh, oh, I bought... Uh, I'm gonna totally jump out of like, I'm gonna say it in a in a Japanese accent because otherwise it sounds weird. I bought Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, and that's gonna be that's a great game so far. Oh, it's a game. I was like, are we anime yeah. game? What are we? No, no, no. It's it's a game. It's by From Software. So all of you Dark Souls and Bloodborne fans, get on it. You probably already know about it if you're a fan of Dark Souls. But it's amazing, and it's kicking my ass. It's hard? Uh, yeah, I tried like 11 times to kill Stone Cold Steve Austin's ogre cousin yesterday. What? Uh, there's a fucking... His ogre there is, cousin? There's a mini boss in that game who's an ogre, and he will grab you and suplex the shit out of you. And kill you in like one hit if your health is anywhere near low. Or he'll grab you. He'll he will people's elbow you. He will drop kick you. He, <laughs> it's great. Uh, but I got my ass kicked a ton of times. I finally beat him after like an hour and a half of trying. I'm still getting my ass kicked by a purple asshole ninja, by a giant drunk bandit man, and uh, other things. Just the game in general. But it's great. So nice. Uh, I'll have to check it out. I haven't played any of the like dark souls or any of those but i've heard that they're quite difficult especially watching the dunk play them they have a spot near and dear in my heart 
I fucking love those games because I guess deep down I'm a masochist. Uh, but it's really good. It's the good kind of masochism. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you li- like to be punished. All I right. do, and that's what those games do for me. Make that um, your new Twitter handle. Um, I like to be punished. So, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, stuff. But uh, oh. we actually had some. <laughs> I wanted to talk today about our careers. And the positives and negatives, you know, that they've done for us in our lives. But we've also had some listeners interacting with us. So we have. We have. Um, One of them sent us a story uh, that they wanted me specifically to read live to you for your reaction. Right. Okay. Um, And I forgot to ask him if I could say his, his name's Greg. You know who you are. I'm not going to say last names because whatever, but thank you, Greg, for the following stuff. Oh, and speaking um, of which, by the way, just to go back and fix it, uh, we yes. were given explicit permission from the Switch Party owner, or p- Switch Party have for host, host there man. Go. There That's we go. The I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> to uh, identify him by name and all things. So, Shamim, go fuck yourself. There you go. Shamim, you're hearing it here live. Go fuck yourself. All right. Thank you. So was it Greg? Greg. All right. Greg. Hit me old Greg. Um, This, uh, there was a video, but it looks like it got taken down because I don't see it. And yeah, video unavailable because (laughs) the account has been terminated, but it's on the New York Post. And the title is woman's headache turns out to be a spider living in her ear. Fuck yourself. No, 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 we're not doing it. We're not doing it. (laughs) Keep your bug stories. Uh, Greg, Greg, fuck you in the neck. (laughs) Send me all the bug stories. No. Um, Let's see. The patient whose name was Lakshmi L. uh, This is in India. She had fallen asleep on her veranda, but woke up with a painful blockage in her right ear. Uh, they tried to find mm. out what was happening. Mm. They shone a light in there mm. and they could see a spider fucking crawling around and crawling out. Um, but I watched the original video and the doctors just were like, holy fuck. Jesus Christ. But now you have that to worry about. It's possible. Spiders will crawl in your ear mm-hmm. and ruin all. Mm-mm. Any Mm-mm. thought you had of safety is gone now because spiders. I... I'm not wearing them while we record this episode, but I have in-ear monitors that go deep in your ear. I'm just going to wear them all day, every day. I know That's somebody it. who, and this is a Florida story, they uh, they woke up one time with a Madagascan hissing cockroach in their mouth. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. they, Mm-mm. and I'm sure Mm-mm. like this nope. is apocryphal or whatever, nope. but they slept with uh, pantyhose over their head for their like rest of the time in Florida because they were like, no, no. Never again. No, that's uh, that's where you set everything on fire. The whole place doesn't matter. Burn it all. No. We, I become, keep going back to arson today. Yeah. What's going on with you, buddy? <laughs> I've got a fiery rage. Fiery rage. Fuck you, um, Uber. But I, I disagree with Nick. I think you should become the roach lord and just like have them lay eggs on you and in you and just use your roach powers. What? So. What? No. Yeah. Don't you want that? No, I don't. I 
don't want that. Oh, can you imagine like the hissing in your mouth that that would feel like? Just I'm like... about to hiss in your mouth if you know what I mean. <laughs> don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> so bugs, um, if you guys have any bug stories, please, please, please send them to us because I love reading them. Yep. Send and them then... to out of focus Eric at gmail.com. That's out where you send show. them. Nope. Out of focus Eric. <laughs> don't worry about the air code. They, we're working on it. <laughs> Uh, and then the second uh, interesting kind of more of a, a link and less of a story, um, but it kind of relates to Tutter in a way. Oh, no. It's not bad, actually. It's kind okay. of interesting. Uh, it's a link to this website called CrowdCow. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> no. CrowdCow.com. Is it, is it a fat shaming website? Uh, I wish. No. Uh, it is uh, like a crowdsourced you can buy a cow meat website, right? So you and a whole bunch of strangers through this website, I think get in contact with like a rancher. So you, you know, your cow, you know, her name's Betsy (laughs) and you pick your cuts of meat and, and yeah, there you go. You bought a cow without any of the impersonalness of a grocery store. You know, that cow, you have pictures of that cow. It lived a happy life and now you're eating it. And then they just send you the meat. Yeah, yeah, they just send you the meat. I don't want to yeah. be mailed meat. No, they say they send it with lots of dry ice, so it should be fine. Oh, mm-hmm. God. We They say in their FAQ, uh, we ship with plenty of dry ice, so it will be nice and cold when you get home. So there you go. They, that, uh, it's like a pick-your-own-lobster tank, but for cows? Yeah, it, you know what? That's exactly what it is. And you split the cost with other people. You know, Shelly over there. I like the way she moves. Uh, and I, then there is. I can't wait to take her home <laughs> and beat o- her meat. Open that up. Wait for Jesus the juice Christ. to drip down. So if you don't just like, get in there. Oh, disgusting. Just get, out get of there. in there. You don't like mail order meat, <laughs> unless it's from Grinder. Oh, wow. That was a good one. Thank you for laughing. Wow. I did inside. <laughs> As I die on the outside. It caught me off guard. I was reading something and I'm like, holy shit, he just said that. <laughs> uh, Butcher Box is another one you should check out if you're into it. They're not an advertiser. We're not going to talk about them. Right. Sorry. Butcher Box, you're a direct competitor to Crowd Cow. We hate you. Yeah, we're not we're not Bill Burr. They're not one of our. By the way, this this episode was sponsored by Uber Eats. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna charge you money, and you'll never get anything because fuck you, Uber Eats. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's their motto. That's their new motto. Um, because so yeah, fuck you. Those are the negatives of bugs and everything else. But give me, give me some career positives. What the fuck? <laughs> career po- Like what? Like, so you're a therapist now, right? What's, That's what the what's paper something, says. What's something good that has come out of you being a therapist that's not necessarily related to your, to your career, job, day-to-day tasks? Does that make sense? Like, for example, I'll give you one of mine. I'll give you a negative of mine. Oh, jumping I, straight to negatives. 
Yeah, hell yeah, because that's who I am. <laughs> I am a software engineer, yeah. right? So I work with computers and technology and the internet. And it's magical and great, but it's also made me realize that the internet is fucking terrible and I don't know how we've kept it running this far. There are so many protocols that are literally holding the internet together and they're terrible. It's like chewing gum holding a giant building together. That's what it is. How so? I mean, so have you ever heard something interesting? Uh, what is it called? Uh, the, oh God, my nerd cred. I'm pretty sure it's the ARP. Pro- yeah, ARP, Address Resolution Protocol, right? You ever hear of that? This isn't the AARP, right? No. It's not the old wrong people? One. Mm-mm. Okay. This is, this is uh, if you guys don't know what protocols are, it's kind of like, how computers work there's like ip tcp udp it doesn't matter they're all protocols that yeah you know me <laughs> you down with arp yeah you know me um so that shit is how your router works right okay um and it has a lookup table that it it looks up and in that's how your IP addresses resolve to an actual like website, right? So when you enter autofocusshow.com, there's a lot of address resolution happening. So to, to get to our actual IP address, it's easy for people to remember autofocusshow.com and not 192.168.1.37, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's part of how the internet works. That uh, ARP resolution, it looks up a table. That table can be changed by someone and it's called uh poisoning or arp table poisoning or something like that and they can essentially make your traffic go wherever the hell they want because that protocol doesn't do any sort of checking or verifying that where it's taking you is the right place it just does it wow that sounds yeah. really secure right so if somebody were to get nefarious access to your router or a router somewhere between you and the website you're trying to get to go to they can do whatever they want they can just make you go at any anywhere. Wow. So, yeah, you're welcome. So I'm going to break into our website because I know how. And uh, you're all going to go to Lemon Party. He's not going to do that because he doesn't know the first thing about our website. It's fine. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do shit even if I tried. <laughs> I fail so hard. Who is our DNS provider? Uh, the dick and shaft provider. That's me. Right. Exactly. Uh, who's our, who's I our I tried host? to pull that faster and that's the closest <laughs> I got to. The host is me and you, Nick and Eric out of focus. Oh my God. Go fuck off. So, okay. There's, there's a negative of mine. So give me a, a positive. How does it positively impact your day? Are there any good habits you learned from your career? You know, stuff like that. Well, um, it's hard to go from like <laughs> saying these bullshit things to saying something genuine. Um, I mean, you could keep bullshitting and go negative. I don't care. <laughs> but I think though I don't, uh, I'm always hesitant to say this will lead me right into a negative. Um, though I'm o- <laughs> because, because I still studied and continue to practice and look in the the way like relationships are formed and the dynamics between them it does mean that navigating other relationships in my life i 
there are things that I see or do that are influenced by my work. Right. And I think, I think I've asked you this before and I think it relates how you can, you know, if you've ever met somebody and because you have a therapist brain, if you ever just like diagnose them right away and how that affects your relationships with them or. Well, I mean, sometimes if something is like super blaring, then it's just like, whoa, okay. Well, that's, that's there. But uh, not so much. I, I more think of like the, these, the, more micro on like the interpersonal interactions. Like oh, somebody says something or to me in a certain way or says something that's a little bit off of like our typical pattern that I right. often will take a step back and think about like how that is different than our typical relationship pattern and where that may be coming from, like sort of digging into what it might be. And I think that is beneficial for the relationships that I have with different people because um, I think that it's helped maintain some and then has also helped me break off some that I didn't want to maintain. I think that's fair. And I, I don't think there's anything uh, like you said. I think, let me see if I can reiterate what you said. You said that you're essentially, not overly sensitive, but you're in tune with your relationships with people yeah and that makes you look out for odd interactions with them right essentially yeah or pick up on it yeah or if somebody says something that um like could potentially especially if it's something that upsets me right if somebody says something then i might take a step back and go what what was that do i think that was actually meant for me for for you know something I don't like your hair or your glasses or your t-shirt. I mean, you can see me right now. I look like a hot pile of garbage. I just got out you of the shower. You look hot. H-A-W-T hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of... Uh, that That's something there. No, that leads directly into the negative, which is reinforced yep. by your question, which yes. is, I think when people figure out that that's what I do for a living, that barrier comes up. <laughs> does it does it happen because i mean i've been friends with you for a while now and i don't think i ever i see you just as nick and and being a music therapist is part of who you are but it's not you know 100 percent. me and you make dick jokes all the time where you wouldn't do that in a professional setting right you haven't been in my sessions oh my god if if anyone (laughs) professionally ever finds this jesus christ I don't. This is a joke. This is a comedy podcast. Disclaimer. Oh my god, my yeah. hands are up. My hands are up. Um, well, do you think that is also due to you knowing me before I was one? It's a possibility. Um, but I mean, people. I feel like people adapt to their changing relationships, right? Yeah. So something in our. Uh, you changed in our relationship by becoming a music therapist or a full-fledged one, but I still think you're Jenny from the block. You know? <laughs> My hips don't lie. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk shit with you. Uh, and I never once think like, oh, Nick is, he's analyzing me right now with his therapist brain. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Well, th- there are some people, especially like in an initial meeting, that they'll say something along those lines, like jokingly of like, oh, don't, don't analyze me, but then the further 
interactions that we have, I can sense this. Uh, there's a little bit of a guard. Do you think that people say that because they want to be analyzed? Some do. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, some, some, some do. Yeah, some are seeking it out, and it's like, bitch, have you paid my fee? <laughs> dollar, dollar uh, bill. I think it's kind of difficult. Uh, just your your career because it has so much to do with relationships and people. And if people become aware of that, then they feel like they're on the spot. Do you get that feeling? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Um, Whereas I, with mine, people are just like, hey, can you fix my computer? And I say, no. <laughs> so, No. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Grandma, stop looking <laughs> at Korean novellas and getting viruses. Go away. <laughs> that. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you have a positive? Well, yours has got to be obvious. You can fucking fix everything. Yeah, I can program. I am one with the internet now. Uh, so that's cool. Um, I heard somebody, I saw on Twitter recently, somebody was like, programming is amazing because it's like a superpower. If you have an idea, you can go and build it, right? But it's also like anything else in life where it requires motivation and a plan and like a burning desire to do something so yeah i could go out and build like a billion dollar app maybe if i had the app the time the idea and the support but honestly i don't care i mean so tinder for cows right I mean, we're we're already there that's your that's your <laughs> idea that's all you what need what i'm trying to say is that my degree and my talents are wasted on me so. <laughs> Well, that's also like you were already joking to, I'm sure leads to a negative, right? The everybody wants you to fix things, including I know I'm guilty. I have gone, hey, hey, Eric, uh, yeah, buddy, but- buddy, old friend, <laughs> I got broken you, shit. You usually come up to me with interesting things or fun things because you're tech savvy enough where you can you can more or less figure it out and be like, okay, this is really broken. And I'll be like, oh, That's cool. True. It's usually a super broken thing. Yeah. You're not like, I don't know Google. And you're actually on Facebook looking up recipes for like your apple cake or whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? That doesn't happen between us. That's not our relationship, Nick. Um, but yes, out of the blue... I will have, and I saw this on Programmer Humor yesterday, and it made me laugh. And it was a, a meme, a meme, um, of essentially a long time, or a friend that you haven't spoken to since fucking high school. So for me now, it'll be almost 10 years. And they're like, hey, God, we should get old. together. Yeah, right? We're old. But they'll, they'll be like, we should get together. And I never want to get together because, A, <laughs> since I'm in Utah, it's either an MLM. Okay. Oh, or, yeah. Then they're doing yeah. a, hey, girl, hey, queen. Yeah. Freaking boss babe. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, hun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hun. That was the thing I was trying to pull. Hun. I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't get it. <laughs> You're welcome. I got you. Thank you. Uh, or B, it'll be them figuring out. And this has happened to me before. They'll be like, OK, I have an app idea and I just need somebody uh, to build it. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, great. Are you willing to pay me? I don't know, two to three hundred dollars an hour, because my work pays me a certain amount, but they also include health insurance and all sorts of other benefits that you'll have to foot the bill for. So, I don't know. Fuck people. <laughs> That's true. You haven't really mentioned that before of people doing that. I know yeah, you've helped 
you've helped me with something, but that wasn't like a, hey, this isn't an app to make a million of dollars. It was like, right. this, it's just a project I'm working on. Could you help? Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was interesting. I enjoyed that little project. Um, I'm sad I don't have more time to work on it, but it was fun while it lasted, in my opinion. Yeah. But, um, there, yeah, I didn't think of the people that go, all right, fuck Zuckerberg, let's do this. Yeah, did I ever tell you when I worked at, um, oh, what was it called? Gearshift, Te- Gearshift Technologies is the place I worked, and they, they went over to become Template of Doom. Haha, <laughs> funny name. Um, okay. There's a dude, we were a small shop, and people would come to us with work, uh, and most of the time we would build WordPress sites for small businesses. But this guy came up to us and he's like, hey, I want to make Facebook, but for shoes. What? Shoe book? Yeah. So it was it was a, an app for sneakerheads where they could like show off their shoes, sell them and trade them. OK, yeah. I was going to say show off. I mean, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Blah, 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 sure. Blah. But then sure. all of those things, like especially Facebook, like they have their marketplace and shit. Exactly. There's no way you're competing with that. They have the mind share. They, they can, when your app is a feature, there's no way you're going to do anything with that. Yeah, because so. I was thinking like, and especially if it did start to gain any popularity, then someone like Facebook would be like, all right, we'll make a subsection for shoes. Yeah, we got a billion engineers and all the time and money in the world. You're fucked. That is a funny idea, though. Yeah, so so unless you can truly disrupt the market or if you have like an actual sustainable business plan, there's no way your shitty app idea is going anywhere. Sorry to crush your hopes and dreams. All right, so I've got this idea. Mm-hmm, tell it, me. It's, it's, to take, it's the new Facebook. So what's going to happen is that Instead of like having a smaller little profile with a little bit of information, you're gonna be have uh we're we're gonna be calling it a uh, a whole page, where you can have a lot more detailed information about yourself, including your photos, uh and your preferences. But then also, when someone clicks to view your page, it's gonna auto play a shitty song that each person has chosen to represent on their page and then also Mm. their most popular friends that they choose and cause social fights about where you're going to rank them and give them like your top eight friends so everyone who's not on that can hate you and be resentful of their placement on it what do you think sorry i tuned out after you said autoplay music and i started looking for my razor blades so um by the way tom from myspace i don't know why you'd bring up myspace I, I don't know either. I just we're talking about apps that went places, right? Yeah. Uh, Tom from MySpace, he cashed out at the perfect time, man. Did he? I don't know when he left. Yeah, he like he sold MySpace. He didn't keep running with it like Zuckerberg did and try to start up a whole alien empire with lizard people. <laughs> uh, he sold it, and now the motherfucker is like a multimillionaire, and he goes places and takes pictures of stuff, and that's all he does for a living. He just travels and does photography for funsies. Nailed it. Yeah. Like yeah. he he did it he did it right. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do all the Zuckerberging that Zuckerberg is doing. Uh and he also didn't become Notch, so that's good for him. Um did you did you see this story recently that 
speaking of MySpace, that they're the problem that went on with their servers. I did hear about that. The they were doing a like a uh, data migration or something like that and lost all of it. Yep. I did hear about that. My wife told me more details because she's currently uh, in an IT class in her university. So that was all the rage for them for a while. Jesus. Could you imagine uh, how they've tried to make a comeback, like focusing on musicians and then just lose everything? By the way, we lost all your music. <laughs> yeah. We lost all the history of your profile, all those gig photos, all of those fan interactions gone what's crazy to me is why they would ever try to pivot to the music space in the first place like what about myspace makes you think yeah music this is where i want to put my music well i the one thing that i did kind of when they made that pivot was that facebook is terrible for musicians promoting themselves sure because it's really difficult to get a page set up in the first place especially if you're a smaller musician um it's it's very hard to host music like if you go to a music musicians like facebook page you don't you can't really have like songs on there of oh here's my new hit or whatever you know you have to Hmm. put links to other things so the fact that they were going to have it embedded in there i was like oh okay i see what they're doing that made sense to me but they fucked it. I can okay, maybe maybe I can kind of see it. But honestly, I'm a big fan of owning your own data and stuff. Um, like us, that's why we have a website and not just like an Instagram or Twitter page. Is because I'm like we should probably have our own stuff, and yeah. nobody can lose it. If we lose it, that's on us. But if like Spotify loses everything, uh, we're fucked. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so that's a career negative. I don't trust people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They'll break everything. Um, same for me with my profession. Just don't trust people anymore. <laughs> uh, how would you say your career differs from like, I don't know, what do you think 90% of the people out there in the world are doing? Do we know? I know driving trucks. I don't know. Well, I know that just number wise, like I'm in a super minority, not only of like therapists that that I'm a music therapist is like, you know, we're we're tiny on the grand scheme of things. Um, So I think my job differs a lot. Like I spend most of my day playing music with people. And you still hate it. Hate what? Your job because everybody hates their job. <laughs> I no, I actually I was thinking about this again. Like I actually do yeah. very much like what I do. Yeah, yeah. There are parts of it I don't like, and obviously there are some really tough days where sure, yeah, you know, shit goes down in a myriad of ways. Uh. But I find myself walking away and like, huh, I'm okay. I think that's fair. And um, then I, I you... do think you said like the driving a truck or like I had other jobs before I did this. And yeah. thinking about like doing that every day versus what I do. 
<laughs> is so crazy. <laughs> like I get to play music with people every day. And also make an impact on their lives. Think about that. Right. Well, yes, there's all of those like um the the impact on other it's like the main motivation, but when I try and think about it as selfishly as possible, like my own experience day to day. Like that that's pretty awesome. I think you're right. Uh would you say that it's your your ikigai? What? Your your ikigai. Is this some anime bullshit? No, fuck you. <laughs> It's a it's a Japanese word that like encompasses a lot of shit. Oh, so anime bullshit, that's what you're saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Nihon, the land of the rising sun is anime bullshit. <laughs> Everybody, if you're listening and you're Japanese, uh Konichiwa. <laughs> God uh, Ikigai. God damn it. <laughs> Ikigai kinda combines like something you could be paid for. Uh, something that the world needs, what you love, and what you're good at, right? Would you say that being a music therapist combines all of those things? Um, I th- I think so more than anything else that I know. Um, I it, it's so funny that because uh, some of the things I have enjoyed doing on the side is that I I do think that if I wasn't a music therapist, I probably would end up in a career similar to you. Like which I think is so different. Yeah. Yeah. Though I hate math and hate doing it, but what I love doing is because I have this insane tunnel vision <laughs> when I get focused on something uh that I love solving problems. Sure. Oh yeah. And just For like sure. this shit is broken and I need to fix it. And I need to try and figure out a way to fix it. That there's not a script of how to fix it. Right. You know, in general, when it comes to especially like software engineering, that's where I think I would love doing that. I think that's fair. And that's, that's you touch on a point as to why I love software engineering um, is the problem solving aspect of it. Um, but I was thinking about it the other day. And if like a big old EMP went off and software didn't exist anymore and none of us could use computers. Yeah. I I wouldn't be sad about not being a software engineer anymore. Does that make sense? Like what would you want to do? I don't know. It so software engineering to me is a vehicle to to problem solving, right? And that's probably one of the aspects I enjoy most out of software plus playing with computer shit because that's what I do all the time. Right. Um maybe I'd office space it up and do nothing. But JK, I'd probably kill myself because that sounds so boring. I couldn't do that. So you like solving um, problems. So uh, Eric yeah. Diaz, 2020? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking more of like a, like a hard-boiled noir PI, private investigator. Oh, there you go. You know? Yeah, I could do that. Bash some skulls in, rescue a dame or two, go, hey there, toots. You know? It's fine. Hey, sweetheart. <laughs> Sweet cheeks. Yeah. No, I really, I really Day do drink. enjoy my career. <laughs> yeah, what is it if you don't have a name? And this is ripping off Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, a name like Tracer Bullet, and you have a fifth of whiskey on your desk all the time. That's life. And you're not living. Yeah, 
what would you do if you weren't a music therapist and you couldn't software engineer? Like if you didn't, oh, and I couldn't software engineer. If you, if you were financially independent, money was no object. You could do whatever you want. What would you do? Yeah. Um, I think I would become a linguist. Ah, okay. Going back to an earlier episode, like the, the idea of like learning and really studying a variety of languages and interacting with the people from those other languages, then you get to travel, you know, like I think I would really enjoy that. Yeah, no, I... I think I'd agree with you. I don't know if I have, if personally I have the um, discipline to be a linguist, but maybe at that point where you don't have to worry about your bills and shit, you can, you could easily be a linguist. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, as long as you have the drive and can, yeah, yeah, keep going on it, which I hope that I could without the stresses of other things, but also who knows, maybe I just play video games all day and be a weeb. Would you be a Twitch streamer? Uh, tried that, failed that. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember. It's because you're not naked, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. I did try that, though, for those of you, you out did. there. But I wasn't trying it as a career. It truly was as an outlet. Because, okay, you want to talk uh, negatives. Yeah. Is that uh, of m- my career is... And this is, be, I'm getting better at this, but for a while, anything that had to do with music became work. Oh, yeah. Yep. Even time to just play by myself uh, at home, because then there was this little, little voice of guilt in the back of my head that would go, you should be practicing that thing. You should learn that new thing <laughs> that would really help. You could expand that. Ah, oh, your left hand is getting sloppy. You could, you should really fix that up. You know, like those things were always there. Yeah. And so it did make it work. Uh, like some of the hobbies that I've developed more mm-hmm. recently, such as diving heavily into practicing Spanish, the fountain pen bullshit, playing video games more, all of those sort of things came as I professionally entered my field. None of those were really there before because music was just the thing that I did. It's interesting how making money out of maybe what starts as a hobby makes you lose the luster or joy or drive for it a little bit. I think when your livelihood depends on it, then you add all those stresses where you're like, ugh, like I don't, I used to program all the time outside of work, but now I do it for eight hours a day. And when I get home, I shut my laptop and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So yeah, (laughs) to keep sharp on my skills, I'll take like an hour or so of my day at work and, and brush up on stuff. So I make it actually part of my career to stay on top of my career. But I don't like to do any of that after work learning bullshit because my time is my time. Yeah, exactly. So that that goes to the same thing. So finding a way to still use that as a personal outlet has been a tricky road. But I'm getting a little better. But So that segues into um, one of the ways I did that was actually when I was, for a while, a Twitch streamer. 
because okay. I didn't get on there and play games, as you know, but the listeners might not. I got on there and I played music. Um, and that was nice because it was almost like a way of justifying taking the time out to play music that wasn't dedicated to work. It's like there's potential hmm. that I could be earning income here, though I knew uh, like that wasn't the point of doing it. But it was like this rationalization that I can make in my brain to taking the time to play music for fun. Oh, interesting. If that makes sense. So you're kind of trying to like take the power back is what the streaming did a little bit, maybe? Yeah, a little bit of like almost tricking myself into knowing that it was okay. Interesting. Um, what what kind of impact would you say, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, um, but what, what kind of impact would you say your career has had on others? And maybe not so much people that you meet but people you're already established with like anything negative or positive that comes out of your career and how it affects people well i mean the big one is the clients that i work with right yeah yeah that's true you you have a direct impact on people through your career (laughs) right like developing new skills new capacities in their own relationships the ability to make choices for themselves um, in a wider range, the ability to build deeper relationships and things like that is like, it's incredibly rewarding. Um, and I feel like I can see that impact even day to day, which is, uh, I, I think a strong motivator for the work that I do. Um, I'm trying to think of outside of that. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure what impact I've had out outside of that I mean I always accept um, different schools use different words but field work or practicum students um, to come and study with me for semesters and things like that to try and sort of help bring up the next generation and things like that Uh Um, but I'm trying because I like doing it Um, but I don't know what other impact could I have yeah, I mean, so here's here's one out of my playbook, and yeah. maybe it's less, maybe it's less from software. You know, my career, I think my career kind of amplifies this and amplifies a natural tendency of mine. Maybe that's what I'm realizing just now. Um, when somebody has a problem, right? It, I try to solve it, which isn't always what you should do right? in a relationship <laughs> right. with somebody. You should listen to them actively and you should be like, hey, I see you. I feel you. But for a long time there, I was just like, this is how you fix it. Go fix it. This is how it's yeah. done, which I'm sure is endemic of several men. And people have talked about this to for a long time. But, you know, it's a personal realization I've had. So nice insight. Yeah, uh, solving problems. Love it, but it's also not the best way to approach certain aspects of relationships. You know, mm-hmm. talk to people, listen to them. Um, which is funny because I didn't think about the impact my career has had on my career, I guess. Sort of like you mentioned how you empower people um, through your music therapy and, and your clients and stuff. Something I really get out of my career at work that I love is empowering others 
enabling people to get stuff done uh, or empowering users. I love that um, right now. And I think in most roles at most companies I've worked at, I tend to fall into what I, I think people call like a platform engineer or does that make sense? So you build out a platform yeah. for other people to build their code on. You enable other developers to do their stuff or users to do their stuff. And I love that. Oh my God, that gives me a heart. So one. you're like a beacon of power, like this shining light that is so bright that some might even say it's a white, a white power that you're admitting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, not, probably not in as many words, but yes, let's stop at Beacon. <laughs> I like Beacon. You had me at Beacon and then you took a sharp turn left. Or I should say sharp turn right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, li- I love that. I love being able to build stuff that immediately, and maybe this is just stroking my ego, that immediately impacts somebody and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is going to make things so much easier for me. And I just get to sit back and bask in the glow. It's amazing. Of being so. the all-powerful cr- creator. Yeah, exactly. You get it. You're a you, deity. You know, you go. Yeah. 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 Basically, I'm a deity. So negative, I don't know how to talk to people. Positive, I'm a god. <laughs> <laughs> just like the real god. Yeah. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. know how to talk to people either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, well, I, I'm really curious what the, anybody who's listening, what their career positives or negatives, I'm sure we'll probably get some, uh, you know, stories of negatives. Those usually be the ones to come out, but send them to us. Yeah. Out yeah. of Focus um, Show at Gmail, on Instagram, Twitter, and all other things. Yeah, we also have a Discord. <laughs> That's true. And yeah. it's semi dead, but we're we're trying. We're there. We're we're you. there. We 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 do stuff. Yeah. Give me. Uh, I know it's not a career, um, but give mm-hmm. me one of your earliest jobs and how it's negatively impacted your life. Mm-hmm. Impacted your life. My first job, I worked uh, in a warehouse for air conditioning parts for cars. That's exciting. Um, when shops would buy the parts to repair the cars, I would take them off the shelves, pack them up, you know, give them to the delivery driver. Negative yeah. impact. Um, my back. <laughs> <laughs> my neck. I my once back. had a 50 pound compressor dropped on my head. Jesus uh, Christ. Not, that knocked me out. Vegetable right now. <laughs> That's why I don't eat them anymore. Oh, <laughs> um, I think yeah. Negative impact. Well, What's I mean, it just part? made me realize that, like, because that was an incredibly physically demanding job, and yeah. I was so and so years old, definitely above the legal age to work. Um, and I just made me realize, even at the young age, of like, wow, I don't want to do something like this. <laughs> I want to do something different. Um, what about you? It's funny that you bring that up because I, I had a similar realization kind of growing up, I guess, uh, through my career, through my work. Um, 
I, for a while, thought I wanted to be an electrician. <clears throat> and then, for like a year, I worked at what I want to call low-voltage electrician. I don't know what the official title is, but I ran cables and I set stuff up for alarms and door security and stuff like that. So if you've ever used a cool little card reader, I, I installed those. Um, oh. Turns out, I don't want to be an electrician. I hate that nonsense because it involves, at least the grunt work, involves crawling through crawl spaces and <laughs> attics and finding mummified cats. And I'm not. Oh. I'm, yeah, dude, you'd find all sorts of mummified critters. It's not fun. It's not good. No. no One time I got awful. stuck underneath an air conditioning duct and I was like, it was like 127 hours. You know, it was like the scariest moment of my life. Oh, my God. Yeah, I couldn't get out. And then eventually, I so I had a walkie-talkie on me. We kept walkie-talkies on us for that reason, because it was a pitch-black attic. Couldn't see anything, and I'm stuck underneath a duct. Okay. Uh, I couldn't reach the walkie, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is how I die. Because <laughs> I was also on top of a board of plywood that I couldn't kick through or anything. It wasn't drywall. I was just, like, stuck. And uh, after about 30 minutes, I'd struggled and sweat enough that I could slide now out from under the duct because I was all sweaty. And it was, I think in that moment, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, yeah. No shit. (laughs) Fucking have to sever your own arm off, get out of an air duct. Yeah. Fuck that nonsense. I didn't even have a little... uh, like plier pocket knife thingy like that guy did so i had been stuck there you have to gnaw it off can you do that again it was really fun to watch oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um send us your career stories send us your bug stories please no. more bug them stories. to your fucking self no. so done they're so good. I want to be the bug story and farm animal podcast. So we, we're on our way with farm animals. <laughs> Send us your stuff. Uh, like Nick said, out of focus show. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and we love you. Do we though? As you are running for president in 2020, we would like to know, what are you going to do about the immigration problem? 